August 10th, 1793. Formerly a palace, the Louvre opens as a museum. So you can see art where French kings used to hang out without pants. We'll, we'll say that. We'll blame, we'll blame that and not me playing dinosaurs for three days straight. Okay. Welcome to the review. Playing dinosaurs. Like the sitcom dinosaurs? Yeah, no, play, playing the sitcom dinosaurs. That's a great sitcom. Uh, I mean, it, it was okay. Oh, I loved it. I, I loved it too, but I was also like five. Uh, I was like right in the target market for yeah. it. Did you know that that sitcom's last episode is literally the end of the dinosaurs? Like it's the apocalypse and all the dinosaurs die? <laughs> I remember <laughs> that. Yeah. Uh, that's true. That's 100% true. You can look it up. Yeah. The last episode is that the world is ending and it's kind of a climate change thing. Uh, not an asteroid, and it's just like the last scenes of that show are like all of the family preparing to die, including <laughs> the baby. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Welcome to the Revisionists, I'm Brian Flynn. I'm Zach Powers, I don't know if we included that dinosaur talk, we, are we gotta laugh. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, fucking, I'm including that at the top. Uh, and we have a very special guest uh, in All the Way from New York. Please welcome Caitlin Rupert, everyone. Hey! Caitlin, thank you for being here. Of course. Now, I want to get back to this dinosaurs finale real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, do they like, they don't show them dying, right? I think, I have not, I don't think I've seen it, or if I have, it's been a long time. I think the last scene is literally them like huddled together as the world is ending outside. Like it's <laughs> something akin to a nuclear winter. Jesus Christ. Yeah, but, like, they all know. It's like that scene in Toy Story where they're going towards the oh. the incinerator. And then it cuts. Like, imagine if Toy Story 3 cut right there. That's the end of Dinosaurs the sitcom. Jesus. Oh, god damn it. Uh, and we wonder why we are the way we are after that's what yeah. we were watching. <laughs> yeah. So. That's, I can't believe. I can't believe that. That's amazing. I... Yeah, I kind of want to see if Dinosaurs is streaming anywhere now. People gotta... forget that. They forget that the original finale of Full House was uh, Michelle kills her family in their sleep. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, Charles in charge. He, uh, I, <laughs> there's, there's probably a match. He sells there. all the children to sex slavery. <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, the last uh, happy days, of course, when the diner they all hang out uh, at accidentally gets a bad batch of food and they all die of poisoning. Uh, <laughs> except for uh, Ron Howard's character, who has a child afflicted with uh, thalidomide. Yeah, it was a weird. <laughs> and of course, the last episode of MASH, where they fast forward 40 years to a PTSD support group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, classic, classic sitcoms. <laughs> Uh, well, listeners, if you're new to the show, we don't talk about the awful endings of old uh, TV shows. What we do, each episode, we take a topic from history. One person presents the official government-sanctioned, you may remember, fuck, I'm going to cut that part out, uh, version of events. And another person comes up with the crazy, bonkers, batshit, alternate history. And then the winner gets to become the truth. Going forward of this wonderful little planet called Venus mm. again, leaning on my shtick a little bit with that. Yeah, uh, I didn't want to. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't want to steal it from you completely. But I was already mm-hmm. halfway into it. 
if you checked out the previous episode, uh, Griffith J. Griffith, uh, still have trouble saying that. The alternate history won the listener vote by a landslide I, frankly, was not expecting. And that may be biased, having done the actual history. <laughs> um, but definitely alternate was, history by a landslide. Yeah, there was a little controversy in the room because... Um, I feel like it did uh, sort of besmirch the reputation of a woman who had an attempted murder committed on her a little bit. Yeah, but, hey, by making her like a, a poisoner, I think, who was trying to, who was working with the Pope to. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, but it was only it an was... attempted murder and not a successful one. <laughs> I mean, I guess now it was neither really. Yeah. Um. But there you go. Uh, thank you to Noah Reynolds for that. Um, but I voted for that alternate too, so did no no shade on that look, one, listeners. That's fine. That was just I didn't mean to bring up any past controversies. Um, Go listen to that episode if you missed it. It's uh, our most controversial episode ever. It's almost certainly not. Um, I I would venture. I would put it up there. I would put it up there mainly because both you and I are way too passive to actually get engaged in any controversies oh really oh my god <laughs> yeah I'm that's why we need i am nothing but controversy <laughs> <laughs> now first of all let's start oh. talking about this moon landing bullshit <laughs> this week uh we the are con- moon landing. that's your like source of controversy in 2019 <laughs> like Kubrick staged the moon landing. Nobody gives a shit anymore <laughs> about moon landing. Get onto QAnon at least. Pizzagate, something fresh. Yeah, I got all these old fucking stale. Con- it's not a controversy. It's just a conspiracy theory. There's a huge difference. Even birtherism and Benghazi are passe at this point. Much less <laughs> thank, the moon landing thank conspiracies. Thank go- yeah, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not about to get started on some fucking birtherism. Thank you very See, much. I, I just, I just like the one where uh, the the newest where it's Trump probably has syphilis and he's just had syphilis for so long now it's eating away at his brain i'm like yeah yeah I that, that one <laughs> i would buy that it's like the al capone theory transposed for the new generation yeah. it's, it's like if it's al popularly capone. believed yeah that al capone had syphilis and it started to eat away at his brain no. later in his life it's like if al capone was a worse person somehow <laughs> <laughs> yeah but still had like the same cult of personality he kind of does now anyway. yeah i mean uh, that's my hot take. Don't understand worshiping mobsters. Anyway, <laughs> this week we're discuss we're continuing down our uh, road of discussing Hollywood true crime. Jesus Christ, guys! If you in this, ever stop in this drinking, case- I highly recommend babysitting for several days in a row <laughs> because it is the same as getting super plowed. Yeah. Now I've been a nanny. I call it mom brain. Oh God, yeah. So you you like literally your your brain just stops working like a normal human because you've just had children screaming your name for way too many hours in a row. My wife and I both were like talking at each other like we were both four year olds yeah, for like yeah. a, an entire night after he left. <laughs> anyway, so this week we're talking about Thelma Todd. Uh, Zach, you're doing the true history. Uh, yes. And Caitlin, you're doing the alternate. Yup. All right. Hey there. This is Brian reminding you that The Revisionist is supported by listeners just like you. You can make a pledge and get rewards like shirts and even the right to vote over at patreon.com slash the revisionists. Zach, whenever you're ready, take it away. Uh, this is a case of we are doing our Hollywood True Crime podcast. Disclaimer, this is a case of maybe crime like it's not entirely clear that there was or was not a crime there's just a few suspicious outliers but it's possible it was fully an accident 
or somewhat less likely a suicide. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't, uh, accident, maybe suicide. I, I don't think there's a lot of evidence for that. So, Thelma Todd was born July 29th, 1906. <laughs> In Lawrence, Massachusetts. Wait, hold the fuck. Where, where, you, where did you suddenly turn on that voice from? It's the game show voice. That's how you announce when people are born. Oh, okay. Fine. I'll take it. I'll take it. Whatever. It's my new thing. It's a, an affectation I picked up to have oh, people remember Oh, when you got hit in the me. head with a bunch of coconuts and some... Yeah, uh, precisely. I went on a deserted island and a coconut hit me and I forgot where I was. Um... <laughs> but remembered only this story from history. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, all I remember in my life is Thelma, is the story of Thelma Todd. I don't have, con- like, uh, anything that happened after 1935, spoiler alert about Thelma Todd, <laughs> I do not know. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, she was born in Lawrence, Massachusetts. Uh, as a youngster, she was uh, considered pretty bright. She did well in school. She wanted to be a teacher. And in her late teens, she started entering beauty pageants, and she won them bitches. Um, and in uh, 1925, she became Miss Massachusetts. Possibly the least, as far as I know, she uh, was not drunken, and she did not enter any fights. Possibly the last time that's true of Miss Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> and she was spotted by a, tel- a big Hollywood talent agency who was like, kid, you got the goods. And he sent her out to Hollywood, where she uh, began acting in films. It was still the silent era at the time. Mm-hmm. And during her career in silent films, she was mostly just set dressing. Uh, she didn't do a lot of acting. She was just like, as they might have said at the time, a pretty dame to perk up the picture. <laughs> I don't know how they talked. <laughs> a lot of alliteration. Whatever. That's- yeah, they had bowler hats and canes and shit. <laughs> um, History podcast, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they were pushing hoops with sticks and like, <laughs> look at that dame. She's got games for days. Like stuff like that. Polio, So that was exactly. She was the that was only exactly one without what, polio. That's why they put her on. Yeah, that's why yeah. her games were so great. Yeah. yeah. No polio, uh, no yep. rickets. Yeah. They called them non-poles at the time. She's like, a real non-pole dame. <laughs> She's walking all over town because her, la- her ability to walk has not been robbed by the scourge of our time, polio. <laughs> Uh, so she worked, uh, when, when the talkies came around, she started getting a a little bit more, uh, well, uh, as you might expect, speaking roles. And... (laughs) Weird how that happens. Yeah. But even in, even in the silent pictures, like, she wasn't relied on to act or emote much. She just kind of stood around. Now she's actually doing stuff. And she seemed to have a career mostly in comedy. Uh, she worked initially with comedy stars like Laurel and Hardy, um, and also uh, Wheeler and Wolsey, who I don't know as well. They have not survived uh, the ages as much as Laurel and Hardy have. She worked with them in a movie called Hips, Hips, Hooray! So uh, that was one of her, her features. Yikes. Uh, she was paired with uh, a woman named Zazu Pitts. Uh, that in like a an attempt to create kind of a female Laurel and Hardy. Um, uh, obviously, uh, 4chan wasn't having it, but <laughs> nonetheless, they attempted to make the movie. They made the movies all the same, the shorts. 
The first short they made was just called Let's Do Things and came out <laughs> in... I want to go back and like sell movies in the 30s because it sounds so easy. That came out in 1931. Uh, in 1933, uh, Zazu Pitts was replaced by Patsy Kelly in their comedy duo. Uh, and for the next couple of years, they continued to make comedy shorts like Beauty and the Bus and An All-American Toothache. What? 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 <laughs> was that Beauty and the Bus? Beauty and the Bus and... An all-American toothache. <laughs> what makes a toothache all-American? And what makes that, like, a movie? It doesn't, like, it doesn't what, believe what in What story is there? Yeah. Uh, the toothache was caused, it says here, by uh, white supremacy and anti-immigration rhetoric. So. <laughs> Checks out. Oh, okay. Checks out. Okay. Yeah, that, there you go. There we go. Mm -hmm. uh, in both of these pairings, uh, Thelma Todd was usually the straight man trying to put up with the shenanigans of her ditzy uh, co-worker or assistant. So that's kind of the dynamic in those films. At one point, she worked in a movie called Courier, where she met a man named Roland West and began dating him. Uh, however, prior to meeting Roland, she was briefly married to a man named, for two years, to a, Pat, a man named Pat DeCoco. Uh, he was a, ho a Hollywood producer and also, allegedly, a mobster and part of Lucky Luciano's gang. <laughs> Fun. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, she appeared in other films with some pretty people whose names resonate to this day. She was in a Buster Keaton, a couple Buster Keaton films. Mm -hmm. She was in the original version of the Maltese Falcon, not the Humphrey Bogart one. Uh, and she was in some Marx Brothers film, yeah. including is, Monkey Business. Which is how I know her from, um, I think it was Horse Feathers was the one I first She's saw also in. in Horse yeah. Feathers, yeah. She's in Monkey Business. She's in Horse Feathers. In 1933, she opened a cafe uh, near her home, Thelma Todd's Cafe. It was very popular. Celebrities and tourists frequented it. And in 1935, she did her last film with Laurel and Hardy, a movie called Bohemian Girl. But most of her scenes were ultimately reshot and... A lot of her dialogue redubbed. She only exists in one dance sequence in the final version of the film because before the film premiered, uh, she died mm. on December 16th, 1935. I should say December 16th, 1935. <laughs> there we go. I also did look up the plot synopsis of All American Toothache. Uh, and apparently Thelma Todd volunteers her friend to be the subject of uh, dental practice by like, a guy she likes who's, just, like, studying to be a dentist. That's it. Yeah, it sounds like a 30 Rock plot. Yeah, it sounds like a, not, and not like a fucking movie. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, these short, the, oh, although short. I should say yeah. they're shorts, yeah. Okay. The longest one was, like, 27 minutes. They're usually, like, 15 to 27 minutes. Okay. So. so it's not like fucking Avengers Endgame. <laughs> no, yeah, it was not a two-hour and 20-minute exploration of like a legal dentistry <laughs> in the united states they didn't make like when they see us but like it's about your friend goes to a bad dentist <laughs> uh so on december 16th 1935 it's kind of turning into the movie phone guy <laughs> a little um, bit yeah. that might be copyright infringement the vote the, to the tone and delivery of the movie phone <laughs> it might guy? might be. I don't know, dude. <laughs> All right. Well, um, that seems very, very legally difficult to me. But, um, you know what? Fuck it. Let's, uh, let's do a test case. 
Yeah, we've done a lot of Crypt Keeper on this show, so yeah, you better no, hope true. that, like, yeah, no, that kind of copyright does not exist. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of, she was found dead in her car. <laughs> it's not even a pun. <laughs> she was found dead in her car in not her own garage. It was actually the garage of Jewel Carmen, uh, a former wife of her lover, her current lover, Roland West, who I mentioned earlier, a fellow actor who she met on Courier. This home was one block away uh, from her cafe that she had opened. And uh, what they knew of the days leading up to her death, uh, the most recent uh, known whereabouts of her, was that on the evening of Saturday, December 14th, remember she was found on the morning of the 16th, she was at an upscale restaurant in Hollywood, she was at a party hosted by a couple of fellow actors. At that party, she was noted to have had an unpleasant exchange with her former husband, Pat DiCocco. Uh, D-I-C-I-C-C-O. How would you pronounce that? DiCocco? D-I-C-I-C-C-O? DiCocco. D-I-C-I-C-O. That makes sense. Pat DiCocco. Let's call him that. Who you may remember was possibly a mobster. She was driven home on the early hours of December 15th by uh, her chauffeur, Ernest Peters, who, as far as I could tell, is not a suspect. Obviously, she died uh, at a different location the following day. Uh, she was in good spirits at the time. There is no reason to believe that she was a victim of suicide. Her death was, by the LAPD, decreed accidental. There were no signs of struggle, save for one small contusion on her lip. And there were uh, additional uh, coroner's inquests and a grand jury probe. Both of which came back with the idea that the death was purely accidental, possibly suicidal, though the speculation seems to be that she might have been warming up her car Wait, prior to leaving the garage and wasn't her just nose broken carbon- too? Uh, I did not read. Oh, I read that me- her nose was broken. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think the people who argue that it is accidental. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I, for some reason that was not included in the source I saw. Yeah, I had to read that more is... than one. They, they didn't have it in every one. From what I've seen, the people who argue that it was accidental say that when she passed out, like her steering wheel was metal. Right. Basically, like, and that's so she fell forward it, yeah. and hit it. Which is plausible, but yeah. It's, mm. Yeah, well. It's a pretty big detail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, but ultimately, uh, there have never been uh, any, like, conclusive evidence to prove who or how she died. The I believe the working theory is that she was having a liaison with uh, Roland at the house of Jewel Carmen. Did I get that right? Uh, I researched this a couple days ago, so a couple of these notes are... Uh, from what from what I remember, that seems right. <laughs> yeah, and that is why she was there. But look, um, if you ask me a question about fucking Stegosaurus, I am on that shit. I just <laughs> I can't fully I can't fully back what I'm saying about the facts of this case. Yeah, uh, it's also noted that uh, it's believed that Lucky Luciana got her hooked on uh, amphetamines. Mm-hmm. It's possible that they may have played a role in her death. I don't think the coroner's autopsies at the time were. Per- particularly thorough um i don't think they were able to determine the the use of drugs in the system in the way they are now so it's possible that she was extremely high passed out in her car um but i don't uh i don't know that uh i mean do you guys have any other details about the actual night of the death because that is kind of the uh 
The end of what I was uh, able to find on my initial source, and I had a very busy weekend. It was just the, it was the broken nose, but then also I think there were there was a few more bruises too. Like there were like a, quite a few bruises, like around her neck and like and like maybe on one of her arms or something. Mm. It was the kind of thing that you're like, wait, she beat herself up and then killed herself. That seems a little odd. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Which I'll I'll just go with you on that because again pterodactyls <laughs> yeah i mean there's different accounts okay. um there's accounts that todd uh eventually gave up on alcohol though she was a uh, an alcoholic for a long time the veracity of that is mixed it's from a book it's not i don't know that it's firsthand um but yeah her interactions with uh DeChico and luciano were pretty violent there's mm-hmm. one account of luciano forcing a bottle of champagne down her throat when she refused to have a drink with oh, him yeah Oh, Jesus. So, yeah. Uh, fun fact, Lucky Luciano was not a good guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the name like Lucky Luciano, how can he not be a, an asshole? Don't come at me, yeah. l- listener Lucky, listener L. Luciano from <laughs> probably fucking Long Island. But, yep, a lot of the details of her last night are vague, unknown. Uh, witness accounts are not very helpful. And that is the story of Thelma Todd and her death. Coming to you from the X Access, it's John of All Trades with your host, John X. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this John of All Trades podcast promo. Each Wednesday, I bring you a brand new interview with someone fascinating and ask the question we all ask when we meet someone new. Hey, what do you do? It's fun, informative, and it's the 2017 Westward Reader's Choice Award winner for Best Denver Podcast. iTunes, Stitcher, and johnofalltrades.us. Caitlin, whenever you're ready. Okay. All right. So here's what really happened. Uh, <laughs> let me let me just lay this out for you. First of all, Thelma Todd never even really cared about being an actress or any of that stuff. Mm. She came from a family of all criminals. Like her dad, <laughs> one of the biggest criminals in all of, uh, you know, we, could, we might even be able to say the world. He was like, okay. he was oh, wow. like he was a pretty bad guy. But, uh, like, a, like a Carmen Sandiego type. Yeah, yeah. So she grew up, you know, just, like, loading pistols, killing people. Like, she was, like, a full-on assassin-type chick. And the only reason she did the actress stuff was so that she could cover up for it, you know? Because, like, who would think Mm -hmm. that this beautiful actress was also, like, a badass? So, anyway, here's what happened with the death and all that. So what she was doing, the reason she was with Lucky Luciano was uh because she was actually helping him run an underground prostitution ring Ah. yeah Mm. and so like she was all into this but she also still did kind of like that whole like you know uh famous you know pretty women kind of thing so she had a particular liking for some of the girls that she would be like i'm taking you under my wing and one of which was this very young woman uh named marilyn monroe Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So she she took Marilyn Monroe under her wing, and she was grooming her and training her. Well, let me tell you, Marilyn also crazy. She was <laughs> nuts. So then at the time, all right. So at the time, uh, Thelma she was dating FDR. She, oh, okay. Yeah, because she had a, she had a thing for president. And this was she had a thing for president. She and there's did. really only one at a time you could go for. Right, like, right. There's not a lot of fish in that. So pond. she could. We've already established that Thelma Todd was a famous non-polio and opposites attract. <laughs> I know exactly, exactly. She was like, yeah, "Well, like, this is 
it's like that's fucking sitcom, the odd couple where one of them has polio <laughs> and the other one doesn't. I mean, she had a weird fetish. When you grow up running sex rings, you you're just like, I've seen it all. Give me the one with polio. I'll I'll have sex with him. <laughs> uh, to to quote our good friend Byron Graham, Franklin Roosevelt, all Frankie dangly legs. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was into that. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so she was into presidents. She was grooming Marilyn. Marilyn saw all this stuff. In fact, crazy thing, uh, she Todd actually taught her that song, uh, Happy Birthday, Mr. President. <laughs> taught it to her. Yeah, yeah, that was that was her that was, she wouldn't have figured it out on her own. No, that was a Thelma Todd original. <laughs> And it was original. I have happy birthday, and I know it's the president. How do I get these two together? <laughs> how, how do I make this work? And you know what? I, I'm I'm gonna say a lot of people liked it when <laughs> when she did it for FDR. Mm. Nobody heard it, and she should have. You know, she should have known. She should have been putting this out just like Marilyn did. But no, of, course, of course, you know, like I said, Marilyn, she was a sneaky ass bitch, so she knew. <laughs> she knew. So anything, whatever, what ended up happening was at some point, and this is way before Kennedy was even president. In fact, Thelma helped him become president because, again, she likes presidents. So she mm-hmm. wanted to, you know, she's like, you should be you president. You got to have more presidents. And it's better if they're, ha- if they're right. more handsome right. than Richard mm-hmm. Nixon. So they had a thing. And uh, and they were like hot and heavy, and Marilyn knew about it, of course, because she was like in on the in crowd. Mm-hmm. But like she was too young for him; he wasn't into children. It was <laughs> it was a whole thing. She wasn't ready for the sex ring yet. Oh, also, I should mention <laughs> I should mention this about the sex ring. First of all, that cafe that cafe was just uh, for money laundering. Mm-hmm. That wasn't a real cafe. And also, basement of the cafe. That's where all the prostitution was. I mean, <laughs> where better? Is getting, we're getting close to Pizzagate here a little bit. To I bring mean, that it's back. a bit Pizzagate. A little bit. Um, uh-huh. But okay, so here's what ended up happening with the JFK FDR sort of thing. So she started kind of seeing JFK on the side. Marilyn had a crush on him for a long time, and so Marilyn ended up killing Thelma Todd. Oh yeah. shit! So wait, so there's this crazy thing too where. Um, <laughs> So, wait, hold on. Let me see my notes about this. (laughs) Oh, okay. So, Marilyn was also trained to fight. That's why she was so good at fighting and killing her and then making it look like a suicide. And she was trained by that old-ass dude who ended up training the guy uh, for Rocky. You know, uh, Burgess Meredith. Yeah, that's why he. That's why he was so old. He was actually born in the 1900s. People oh, don't even know that. It's nuts. But anyway, so that's why she was so good at that. So um, when she killed her, it was because she was jealous of mm-hmm. her relationship with Kennedy. So then the story gets a little crazier. It leads, leaves the Thelma Todd portion of things because then when Marilyn started seeing JFK, she got a little too tipsy one night, right? And she was like, oh, by the way, BT dubs, I actually killed Thelma Todd. And JFK was like, what? I loved her. She was the greatest. I can't believe it was you that killed her. And then, of course, for revenge, JFK kills Marilyn Monroe. Boom, done. Oh, wow. (laughs) Um, And of course... First of all, on a podcast famous for bad impressions, I want to thank you for not trying to go into a JFK, because it always comes out quimby for me. But sorry, Zach, you were saying. Uh, no, yeah, no. I, did you establish what year in this in this, in this this version of the story, uh, was Marilyn Monroe still born in 1926? No, she, or, was, she, uh, she was born alive. What? Yeah, she, she was a kid. She was a kid. She wasn't... 
She was, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the timelines are a little messy, but you know, we're gonna That's, we're gonna have to go ahead and sure. say it doesn't no, matter no, no. that much. <laughs> Nine year olds. <laughs> I've seen policy. enough movies to know. I've seen enough Children of the Corn to know nine year olds can kill people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh exactly. yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm going to cut out that stillborn joke. Also, um, Jesus Christ, where? Is, um, sorry, go on. Anyway, if you have, it, oh no, that was that was the okay, entire cool. story. I'll cut that. Uh, <laughs> Caleb, thank you. You're welcome. I uh, it's taking everything within me to not break out of JFK right now. <laughs> uh, chowder. Anyway, <laughs> chowder. There we go. Just a, just a little Susan of JFK. Uh, listeners, before we get to judgment, uh, if you've ever wanted to like write us a letter or ask us a question uh, or see our faces, you can do that at revisionistpodcast.com or visit uh, Revisionist Podcast on Facebook uh, or Revisionist Podcast on Twitter. At Revision Pod or, on Twitter, Revision's Podcast on Instagram. There we go. Or visit our homes. Yeah. Uh, don't do that. Uh, that's fine. We don't need that. Um, I don't want anyone letting the cat out or murdering, murdering me you? in my yeah. sleep. In that yeah. order. Uh, we live at 1-2 Boogie Woogie Avenue. God damn. Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> oh, Okay. Great. <laughs> uh, we're also a proud member of the Denver Podcast Network. Uh, which just uh, helped put on some great stuff for the Outlier Podcast Festival. So check out the shows on that network, denverpodcast.net. Galen, you're going to be uh, out of Denver by the time this airs on the 10th, but people can follow you on social media, right? Yes, uh, they can follow me on Instagram at Caitlin Rupert, C-A-I-T-L-I-N-R-U-P-P-E-R-T. And that's the same on Twitter, Caitlin Rupert, uh, and I'm a comedian, so it's Twitter's all jokes, and I'm a female, so yeah, Instagram's all thirst traps. Um, <laughs> and uh, oh, and if you if you want to listen to my podcast, um, my podcast is called Pod After Lockup, and we have an Instagram for that as well, and we have a fun Facebook group. And if you watch Love After Lockup, which is the trashiest of trashy TVs <laughs> uh, about people who are getting out of jail and um, getting in relationships with people they met while in jail, um, we we do a recap uh, podcast about that. And I do that with Shannon Lee, who uh, works for, for Gas Digital. Nice. Yeah. Uh, that's pot after lockup, and in a way, a plug for love after lockup. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what channel is that on? Even it's on We TV. That yeah, that Which that you know, makes sense. Everybody's yeah. like, "What even? What channel is that?" <laughs> <laughs> Zach is also the former host of a podcast that recapped a trash ass TV show. Oh, which one? Uh, the Royals, which was E's first scripted drama. Oh, okay. Since canceled. Yeah. Um, it was loosely based on Hamlet. Oh, very, God. very loosely because uh, I don't know that there's a version, like a version of Hamlet that includes Roadhead in it. Like oh, a God. Roadhead plot line, even. <laughs> no. I mean, if you were a little bit more, uh, able, if you had better reading comprehension, uh, you'd know that the <laughs> yeah, original no, play. No, Shakespeare had a lot of sex stuff in his play, I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as for me, listeners, uh, know your shit. Uh, my show that is comedy TED Talks. Uh, the next one is going to be August 17th, a week after this drops at Tandem Bar at 8 o'clock. We have a great lineup. We have friend of the show, Nathan Lund, headlining, uh, along with a bunch of other great people. So come check that out. Uh, and that'll be uh, August 17th. 
and it's the third Saturday of every month. But uh, Judgment Falls to me this episode. I gotta say, I true crime is hard because it's like, oh yeah, someone actually died and, and suffered. Uh, but I mean, to be fair, like, these episodes maybe have the lowest death toll of any episodes we've ever done. <laughs> I don't know about any, but yeah, like, one at a time is not... It's a walk in the park, comparatively. Um, Last episode, no one died. Oh. Well, they died eventually, <laughs> but like, well, Everybody yeah, but does. like, that's just <laughs> that's the thing we always want you to take from this podcast. We're all gonna die, America, twenty nineteen. I think, and also all other places and times. Yeah, no, <laughs> we I... have our problems, but like, mortality is not a new one. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Uh, we're gonna die in worse ways, America, twenty nineteen. So, part of me wants to go for the real history, but I am going to. Cast my vote for the alternate, partly because Kayla making her debut absolutely tackled that. Um, (laughs) But listeners, voting is now open on Patreon and check out Instagram for the last ditch polling at the end of the week. Uh, But I think that'll do it for this episode, which, again, four year old brain. I've been (laughs) all over the fucking place. Mm. Um, We're all very busy this summer. So, Zach, thank you. Of course. Caitlin, thank you for being here. Thank you. Uh, for everyone here at The Revisionists, I'm Brian Flynn. We'll just go with that, where I fuck up the name of the podcast. <laughs> mm, I mean, if they've got this far, they probably know it. <laughs> look at look at your podcast. Look at the little, look at your phone and see the little picture in the podcast app that you got there. That's the name of the show. <laughs> Don't listen to the so, dumb thing that just came out of my face. <laughs> and my name is Zach Powers. <laughs> Have a good time. 